0: Welcome to Somebody You Love, or The Sale of Two Titties. I'm Jenna Love. And I'm Holly Hart. And we're experts in disappointing our parents, breaching community guidelines, and banging the people who vote against our rights. Before we begin, we'd like to start by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording today. I am in Nam on the land of the Kulin Nation.
1: And I'm on Ngunnawal land. We acknowledge and honour the unbroken spiritual, cultural, and political connection the First Nations people have to these unique lands. Today, we are talking about sex, baby. We are talking in particular about group sex. Threesomes, foursomes, and moresomes. That actually is a really cute little spiel there by Jenna. I've just co-opted it and and read it out to you. But uh, yeah, we're going to have a chat to you about rooting in groups.
0: Well, our, uh, our zoom cut out, uh, just as Holly started doing the introduction to this episode and, um, she tells me that, uh, that she did a great job. I'm not, I'm never sure whether to believe her, but I'm going to continue on uh, and and we'll see what happens. So uh, when it comes to threesomes, I think we're going to talk mostly about threesomes because that's what we have kind of the most experience with. And I was just – the reason I suggested this episode was because the other day at the gym this woman thought that my trainer had suggested something about a foursome. I can't even remember what she did actually say, but she just misheard her. And then, um, like, you know, everyone there was like, oh, foursomes – And I was like, oh, yeah, you mean Saturday nights? Like (laughs) I don't actually normally have foursomes on a Saturday night. But uh, it just was one of those moments again, and I have these all the time, where I'm like, oh, yeah, other people have different lives to me. Uh, (laughs) Duh. And, you know, like I think the next foursome I'm having is in about two weeks. I was like there might even be one before then that I've forgotten about. I don't even know. And foursomes are not that common in my life, but I have threesomes like all the time. And for people that aren't like us, like, th- like I, you know, I've had people be like, have you ever had a, a threesome? Like <laughs> even saying the word is a big deal. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like I just, they're so kind of, I don't want to say they're not a big deal because I really, really like them, you know, but they just, yeah, there's nothing. They're so commonplace for you now. Yeah, Yeah, they are. So I was like, maybe we are actually experts in this subject and we should talk about it. And we're certainly not experts, but let's just chat about it. So I think one of the big, the first thing that I hear a lot of people expressing concern about is this fear of someone being left out. That like logistically when there's three or more people, um, especially if there's an odd number of people, they're
1: worried that there's going to come times where one person is feeling left out. I think that is a probably the most common fear when it comes to threesomes, and and immediately when I think of threesomes, my mind goes to two workers and and their client. Um, but I, I guess especially when it, I think about couples, I think couples is a really interesting scenario where there is a lot of concern about um, somebody being left out and how the dynamics going to go, and particularly if people are feeling a little bit insecure in that circumstance or they're not sure yet uh, emotionally, you know, harking back to our previous episode about jealousy, Mm -hmm. but they're not sure they Mm -hmm. haven't explored those boundaries yet, uh, possibly, or they have, and they're aware of certain things that, that might make them uncomfortable. The thought of, uh, of navigating, making sure all people are comfortably engaged can be quite fraught. Uh, I think with sex workers, it's a, it's a lot more simple because, We'll we'll obviously go into that, but I think you know we're 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 comfortable, we're happy, we're all having a fun time, and there's less emotions at play. But when it comes to a, a couple um, and and a, say an escort or a third party, that's a, a lot more something that you sort of have to plan and think about, particularly as the third person in that scenario.
0: Mm. I do think like there's something like a part of me goes. That's a valid concern. But you do have to accept that 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 is kind of a part of a threesome. Like it is particularly the certain positions where, you know, like if, if one person's having sex with another person in doggy, it's really easy for the third person to be involved and to be on on the other sure. end of, of the bridge, so to speak, or whatever, hmm. regardless of gender, all of this. But if one person's having sex with somebody else in missionary, for instance, it can be kind of difficult to like get in there. Um, sure. And sometimes a better option is to lay back and enjoy the sights, you know. Um, And I think that if you are considering group sex, it's important to think about voyeurism and exhibitionism as being part of that experience. So having someone watch you having sex or doing a sex act – and watching other people do that is all a part of it. And that doesn't – like you don't have to be okay with that. If that freaks you out, that's fine and don't do it. But I think that worrying that, oh, no, I, I need to be touching everyone in the room at all times yes. is probably going to take away from the experience a bit. And and like one of the great things about group sex is that you can have breathers because there's multiple people to share the load and you can, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but, I know. I know, was gonna say Yeah. Load. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah we
0: but love it. but that is the case, I think. Like you can you can you can get touched out a little bit sometimes and you can kind of take a breather and just watch and mm. take in the experience. And I think it's a good point you made about when the uh, the additional people in the room are sex workers. I find it funny the amount of times I've had clients that are worried about booking me and another worker and they're worried about one of us feeling left out. And I'm like, we're getting paid. Like we don't care and I understand they want us to have a good time and all of that and that's, that's great. But like frankly, if we get to have a bit of a breather, that's awesome. Definitely. And we get to watch our friend
1: having a great time. It's bloody great. Yeah. Not everyone needs to have their mouths on genitals or genitals on genitals or hands on genitals at all times. Like I think a lot of people go into threesomes or group sex with particular things in mind they'd like to achieve. And sometimes that includes, oh, I'd really like to to do you from behind while you go down on this person, or I'd really like Mm -hmm. two people to give me a blowjob at the same time or whatever that little fantasy is. And that's totally cool. But thinking that the whole time you all have to be engaged in a series of certain positions or, yeah, mouth to genital to anus to whatever nonstop (laughs) is really unrealistic and, frankly, exhausting and and just – really scripted and uncomfortable and it, it's just not it's inorganic to what sex is we have preached throughout this whole podcast so much about how sex is so versatile and how it's not one thing or another thing it's it's not all about orgasms it's not all about um pumping away the whole time it is the whole experience and sometimes that includes as you said voyeuristic things that's something i really enjoy doing in a threesome i love to lay back and touch myself while i watch other people do things you know, as as you well know, um, I really enjoy. Uh, you know, maybe if the other two people are occupied, you know, caressing one of the people, or you know, just using my fingers or my um, hands to just touch them in a gentle, affectionate way. It doesn't have to be um, finding a spot for faces and genitals all the time. You know, there can be. As you said, yeah, a voyeuristic element and also just a, a gentle touching element, and uh, and sometimes I just like to pop out of the room to pour myself a glass of water as well. So that's um, yep. that's all fine, and it's uh, I think that's very commonplace in my experience in group sex. Is that yeah, it's not a, a fuck frenzy for x hours straight. It's a variety of of mm. affectionate um, acts.
0: Mm. I got to say, like one of my favorite things about threesomes or group sex is having somebody doing something to my genitals and making me come and, and do all the physical yeah. stuff and having somebody else like caress me and cuddle me. Mm. And like the combination, oh my God, I feel warm and fuzzy and supported and also physically stimulated like it's such a good combo uh and holly knows that very well about me <laughs> um, i think everyone who's had a threesome with me knows that about me um and there's also something to be said for three people cuddling together and three people talking intimately together and, and all of that like the same stuff that comes along with when you're one-on-one with someone you can do with more than one other person so yeah definitely agree with you on that one I think it's great that you brought up couples bringing a third person in and whether that person is a sex worker that they are hiring or a friend or somebody they've met you know on a on a site to join them as a third it's obviously I think like it goes without saying but also still needs to be said (laughs) that you you need to have a chat right you need to discuss your boundaries beforehand and even if you're not a couple if you are like for instance I've had a couple of bookings where it's been two men who are mates who are booking me for a threesome and the two of them are not having any, you know, they both consider themselves hetero and are not having any contact with each other. But I think it's still important in that situation to talk about what your boundaries are with that other person before you bring the third person in and then communicate those boundaries to that third person. Uh, And that's a really big one because, yeah, if the two of you have decided on uh, boundaries that you have and you don't communicate with the third person, they may well stomp on them and that's going to be really awkward for everyone. And I remember like when me and Mr. Love first kind of opened up our relationship, everything we read online was like, put rules in place, you've got to put rules in place. And we were like, "Uh, don't, don't know about that. Like it just seemed a bit weird to us and we had a lot of conversations and we we didn't think that that was what we needed to do and so what we did was kind of stepped through every scenario like i was like okay well how do you feel if if this bit goes in that bit and then how do you feel if that bit goes in there and then how do you feel you know and we stepped through it all and both of us were like yeah no that's fine yeah 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 not nah, all good and we went okay cool well we don't I guess we don't have any, well, no, that's not true. We, you know, we had boundaries that were safe for sex and stuff like that, but that had already been established. But we sort of decided we didn't have anything. Else. There wasn't any particular acts or whatever that we weren't okay with, with the other person doing. But I think you still got to have that conversation.
1: Absolutely. That discussion of boundaries between the the two um, in a threesome is, is really important. There's nothing more awkward than going to a couple's booking. And I'm using that as the example here, because that's something I have the most familiarity with and, and fumbling your way through it and then hitting upon a scenario that you can feel immediately that they both disagree on or that somebody is uncomfortable. Um, and, and that, they are not comfortable to communicate that in the moment. You, you know, that you have to do so much reading into body language and you have to really be so aware of, of everything. And that's fine. That's part of our job. Mm. Uh, but it's, it's just so uncomfortable when you're, you're with yeah, a couple and you realize you've, you've trodden into something that, uh, that all parties might not agree on or that somebody suddenly feels really uncomfortable and you think, Oh shit. Okay. This is something new for them or this is something that they've had an issue with or that they haven't discussed. And you've sort of, you know, a lot of the time, I think when these scenarios are happening, the couples just really, they are so, um, or in my experience, they're so eager for you to be comfortable um, as the external person. Yeah. So they they really yeah. just want to go with the flow and not be a stick in the mud and not make you feel uncomfortable, like you've done anything wrong and all that sort of stuff. And that's so lovely. But also it means that then they're a little bit more reticent to communicate and to say, well, actually, I've, i have I, I thought I was cool with that, but now I'm not um so you can see just this tense sort of moment and uh and that's it's really unpleasant um yeah so i think that the more discussions you can have before you have group sex with uh, particularly a partner as you said yeah even a friend just working out all of those scenarios and then just reassuring each other that it's okay to speak up i think is is so important yes so you can well say, that's the other
0: thing because oh. your boundaries can change
1: Hundred percent, And things might pop
0: up that you didn't know would pop up.
1: Yeah. And consent can be withdrawn and, uh, and, and you can decide at any point that you're no longer comfortable with something and to be able to express that and to not feel like you have to placate your guest or to go through with something because somebody else, uh, you know, you, you don't want to be the one, the awkward person or you don't want to ruin it for everyone. That's, um, yeah, that's, that's so important.
0: Yeah, something that I've come across is uh, I guess maybe a lot of people don't think through every possible scenario. So um, there's I've had a situation where they were like it was a hetero couple and they were both comfortable with him having sex with me, him putting his penis in my vagina, and that was fine. But then he orgasmed and she suddenly was like, "Oh, okay, I'm actually not okay with that." And you can't like you kind of can't take that back, right? He can stop. but it's happened you know um and and that's fine like there's nothing wrong with you suddenly going should i thought i'd be okay with this and and i'm now not um that's totally valid but i i get i think that they hadn't they'd had that discussion and she was like yep i'm fine with that but they hadn't had the discussion okay but what about if he orgasms or is that okay or maybe they had had the discussion and then he i don't know but you kind of want to talk through every little detail um, mm. and and I kind of think if that's uncomfortable for you, maybe it's time to reassess if this is the right thing for you to do.
1: Definitely. If you're or, not
0: comfortable, you know, yeah.
1: Yeah, or start from a more conservative level. Mm. Like a, a lot of the couples that I've seen have gone into it with the attitude of, okay, let's start with, uh, for example, just the, the two ladies do whatever Mm -hmm. together and the husband will sit back and watch. And that's been one of my most common couples style bookings is that the husband, you know, and, and, and I talk to the wife a lot and make sure that she's comfortable with things. And sometimes the the husband will come in and join um, with just giving her some kisses or as we said, caressing Mm -hmm. her a little bit while uh, her and I sort of get it on. But often the male is so nervous about that and so shy and they've just been oh, Honestly, they're the cutest guys ever. Like, so <laughs> caring and so um, wanting to take things slow and respectful of their partner's comfort levels. And uh, and maybe yeah, if you if you're at a point where you don't know if you're comfortable with something, then don't don't try it for a while. Keep easing into other things. Maybe do a role play. Um, I don't know. There's there are other ways to experiment before getting to a stage where you're uh, doing things that are pushing you well past the limit.
0: Yeah, it's a great call. I also I think it is a good idea to like I obviously I'm biased, but I would recommend hiring a sex worker if if you're a couple and you are thinking about trying a threesome for the first time. I think it is one hundred percent the way to go. Um because yeah, I mean if you get into that situation and all of a sudden, oh fuck, we're not ready for a threesome or I'm not ready for it or whatever. That's fine. Yeah, you've spent some money, yeah. but that's it. Yeah. The third party is not going to be offended. The third party is not going to be upset or, or disappointed. Um, yeah. You know, they're going to get an early mark and that's bloody great <laughs> for them, TBH, you know. <laughs> so I think it really takes that pressure off. Um, plus, you, yeah, obviously you don't have to deal with people getting feelings and, blah and all of that. that, all of that stuff that people worry about. <laughs> Actually, it reminds me of a Reddit post I saw years ago where uh, this couple had had their first threesome and it didn't go very well Um, and they thought they'd be okay with it and then the threesome happened and so, again, it was a hetero couple and they had invited a a second woman in. So uh, what they had done was they got the third person was being fucked in doggy by the guy while she was eating out the woman and the guy – had an orgasm while that was happening and apparently it was like quite, it was quicker than he would normally come and it was like a really intense orgasm, right? And that really fucked up the woman in the couple because she was like, he's never come that quickly with me and he's never like come that kind of hard with me. And, you know, like everyone, like I don't want to judge her for her experience and her feelings, but I was like. I do. It's okay, cool. <laughs> but, like her, but her take from that was he's having a better time fucking her than he has fucking yeah. me. And I was like,
1: no, babe, you're there too. Like you're not ready for a threesome, babe sorry yes. but like yeah if and, you're fucking yeah. overanalyzing shit like that you're not ready yeah. if you're oh he smiled bigger than usual when she walked in the mm, room or he laughed more at true. her jokes if that's the level of of yeah. over that you're doing i just don't feel like you're ready and i cancel me i yeah. know that's really harsh but i'm just <laughs> no i just think yeah you can't well i think
0: she did work yeah. out very quickly she wasn't ready for it she just didn't realize yeah. that beforehand sure. but like to me i was like that's not about her pussy feeling better than yours. That's about him looking down, watching his wife get eaten yes. out while he's fucking someone. Like yes. that's so hot. That's it's him hot sharing this experience with his wife. Like mm. it's not about like she was there. It might be yeah. different if you watched if she watched a video and it was him with someone else and she wasn't involved. But like, yeah, I just anyway, the point is,
1: uh <laughs> just make sure you're ready. But, yeah, um, and if take you it are, slow. it's a great Yeah, time. If she didn't yeah. yeah, if you if you were already that insecure, why did you go straight into my husband is gonna fuck another woman? Like yes. I have not <laughs> done many couples bookings where their first, you know, it's their first experience with a third person in the room where they've gone straight into, yeah, yeah, just put my husband's dick in you. It's like yeah. um <laughs> yeah, right. Like it's even if they are very self confident, there is a whole social mm. stigma and ingrained monogamous mm-hmm. um rhetoric that we've all grown up with and learnt through our experiences that sort of has to be unlearned or just tested and pushed to to work out yeah. how we feel about those things. So to immediately launch into that is, I don't know if I'd say brave or or, or foolish, mm. but I feel like, yeah, you can have a a threesome and you can pay a sex worker and have them there without there having to be any penetration or penis action or whatever, even if it's just a really gentle session of husband and wife kissing and cuddling a little bit on one side and then a sex worker on the other side, gently caressing the woman. That's, Mm -hmm. that's as far as you have to go. You don't have to go, Oh, we've got a sex worker. So we better use all her holes and we better make sure we get all the action happening. (laughs) Like it it doesn't have to be a a porno event. It Mm -hmm. can be something that's really slow and work that that feeling out it doesn't i, mm. I just anyway whew. yeah People, look i've know done couples <laughs> bookings
0: where it's been me and the woman in the bathroom having a spa yeah. together making out playing around and he's sitting out in the lounge room and he's sure. just listening and that's Love that that's what they're comfortable with and that's the extent of it and then i presume yeah. i leave and then they fuck like Of course they do. I don't know. What's the, yeah, they fuck like people who are really into each other. Yeah, rabbits. (laughs) You know, I think that's so, I'm sort of there for the foreplay. And again, that's great for hiring a sex worker for because I'm happy to be someone's foreplay. If I were not being paid for my time, I'd be like, uh, (laughs) "Mm, what? I ha- I'd have blue labes, you know, but because I'm being paid, Ooh, I'm like brilliant. Like Thank that. you.
1: Off you go. You don't like blue labes. I was gonna say. <laughs> well, when you start, I was gonna interject and say, yeah, I'd be like, where's my cummies? And I didn't say that because I know cummies is a word. I mean, you know, it's it's not a good one. And then you said blue labes, and I'm like, oh yuck, that's even worse. <laughs> no, it's
0: not. <laughs> nah, cummies it's is way worse. worse.
1: Cut, nah, cummies
0: is good. <laughs> uh are the worst.
1: All right, what about. So, okay,
0: the next. So, all of this emotional stuff, right, is super important to cover before you go into any kind of group sex situation. But the other thing that I think a lot of people don't seem to think about is your safer sex risk mitigation stuff. So, it gets. That much more complicated the more people you add. So total disclaimer on this that you can do whatever you want in the bedroom and, you know, everyone makes their own personal decisions around risk. You've got to do your own risk-benefit analysis, but I think often with reasons people haven't gone, oh, wait a minute, it's kind of a whole other level of stuff. So, like, the big obvious one that comes to mind for me is that you, if you are somebody with a penis and you have a condom on, uh, you can't use that same condom to penetrate multiple different people because you're picking up stuff from one of those people and then you're putting it into the other person, right? So you either want to be changing condoms regularly. Another option would be if if it is one person with a penis and the rest of the people around are being penetrated, then internal condoms are fantastic for that because all of the penetratees, That's a word I've not heard before and I love it. Uh, All of the penetrates can have a condom ready to go and the penetrator can just (laughs) take their pick. And you also want to think about using uh, some kind of barrier protection condoms on toys as well, if that's, if they're going to be shared at all. Um, I got to say, like when I do bookings that are threesomes, whether it's doubles or a couple's booking, holy fuck do we go through a lot of condoms? Like,
1: (sighs) The floor around the bed afterwards is just condom wrapper town. So- Which is just a reminder of the fact that you and I are such fucking grubs, just flinging our condoms around <laughs> yeah. on the floor and everything. Because yeah. I've I've told this story before to you, but I don't know if I've told it on the pod, but one of my clients went to go and see another worker who I adore. And uh, in the midst of whatever, he threw the condom off onto the floor and she went, well, what are you doing? <laughs> he was like, Oh, just, and she was like, why would you just throw it oh, on no. the floor? And I'm like, Oh no, I've trained him. I've trained him badly. <laughs> yeah. I do that. I get
0: clients all the time that are like, where should I put this? I'm like, what's wrong throw with it. the floor? Just chuck it. Like,
1: yeah. We've got We're sex in the midst to be of having I, I know. Yes. we sort it out later,
0: man. Cleaning is after anyway. sex. I'm not doing it mid sex. Fuck that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, there are condoms everywhere. Yeah, on the on the yes. floor. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I said condom wrappers, but also there are condoms everywhere too.
1: I think. Did you Am say man, that? Or, or did not? you say condoms on the? I, uh,
0: I tried to say condom wrappers
1: in my head. I, 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 I might, might have, have said condom wrappers. So you I don't, don't look know,
0: like such a filthy slut. Okay.
1: Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Well, then cut my whole story. If you did say, no, it, don't cut my story. No, no, no it's funny. If you didn't. If you didn't nah, say it, nah. then, we're not cutting yeah. any of it. Regardless,
0: it's all staying in. <laughs> it's funny. So I know some people do. Uh, they'll sort of allocate like left hand is for person A and right hand is for person B, um, and never the twain shall cross. Or <laughs> of my analogies mm-hmm. today are very special, uh, but that's that's one way of sort of lowering the risk of transmission across people. Mm. You know, I am prone to like if I have been doing any rimming, for instance, I will go and have a quick mouthwash afterwards when I'm in a, a threesome situation or some situation because I just don't want to be putting someone's ass flex on someone else's face or genitals for obvious reasons. I know one strategy a lot of people use is sort of so, okay, this is this is one to consider that sex workers have to consider when it comes to seeing couples because a lot of the time the mm-hmm. couple have been together a long time and they are not using barrier protection with each other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this question of so do I – if I go down – if I'm comfortable doing unprotected oral, for example – or a lot of workers maybe will do protected oral on people with penises, but they will do unprotected on people with vulvas or whatever. Everyone's got their own set of rules. So let's say that's that's the way of doing it, right? I for, Let's say that I only do covered blowjobs on people with penises, but I will do uncovered with vulvas. So I'm doing that. We're having the oral. Everyone's having a grand time. Then... The person with the penis has sex with the person with the vulva and then the person with the vulva is like, will you go down on me? So the issue there, right, would be that that vulva has just had that uncovered penis touching all up in it. Um, And if I'm not comfortable doing uncovered oral on the penis, why would I then be okay to do it on the vulva that's just had the penis all up in it? Um, So (laughs) these are things to think about right uh, and one option is i i know of some workers who will sort of make sure they do all, all the oral happens beforehand and then any piv or pia uh, comes later and then they don't go back to the oral i'm not making suggestions about how you should do any any of this i'm just saying that there's just a lot more things to think about and that you it's good to have a plan and just don't show up to group sex with one condom because it won't get you very far i mean i don't think you should
1: show up to any sex with just one condom because i agree yeah yes you just can't you never know yeah i think when you and i do doubles it's it's a thing where your all your blowjobs are uncovered generally you you prefer to do uncovered blowjobs and generally i prefer to do covered blowjobs um and they can upgrade the service if they wish to um but yeah, that's, that's pretty much the standard. So, yeah, I guess some clients are like, well, how is that going to work? Is mm. it going to – yeah. Uh, but I don't know. It just works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll just pop a condom on while I do some things and then we can pop it off if you want to do something. And there's so many things happening. It's not like you have one lick uncovered and then I put a condom on and I have a lick and then we take it off and you have it, – it's not as fumbly and uh, rigid yeah. as that. Yeah? Like yeah. I might – pop it on and, and for late to you for a little while, and then maybe I'll pull it off and we'll do some other things. And we're so a, a condom is not uh, rocket science. It doesn't take yeah. half an hour yeah. to, to work to put on and to take off. And uh, yeah. it's, I don't think I, I certainly haven't noticed in any of the, the doubles clients that we've seen, cause they all seem to keep coming back uh, that it's affected the experience <laughs> in any way. Yeah, no, so. I don't
0: think at all. Um, and I think it, it, it from experience i think generally if it's two sex workers we're talking about uh the two Mm -hmm. workers will have had a conversation
1: before exactly yeah that's what i was Um, about to say we would have communicated no 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 i'm I'm just saying i'm totally on board with you there Mm -hmm. that's exactly where i'm at i think yeah we would have communicated our boundaries the difference in our service and uh and we just roll with it we're professionals Mm -hmm. and we've seen it all before
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean and I've had different reactions. So um generally I will say to a worker if we're doing a booking together I say, "Hey, what do you what do you do with this?" And, and like uncovered oral is that's the the big thing where there's often a difference. Um and and yeah, what I usually say is, "Okay, well, I do offer uncovered oral. Would you A prefer me not to do that and I can advise the client and they can make the decision based on that? Um B do that but make sure I use mouthwash." Um, mm. before coming back in and having inter- any interaction with you or see, do you not care or whatever. And I've had, yeah. I've had a variety of, of reactions that most of them just say, that's absolutely fine, I just don't want to do it, but I'm fine with you, like even kissing me afterwards and stuff. But, yeah, I've had different answers and it's just, again, it's another thing where... It's laying out the boundaries beforehand and yeah. making decisions about your own risk level.
1: Yeah, and it's something I, I personally am really comfortable with Uh with working with a worker who does BBBJ, it's something that I do offer. As I said, I'm not mm. averse to uh, any contact ever with uh, uncovered penises. That's that's fine. Uh, it's just my preference generally. And, and as we said before, it's a risk assessment thing, uh, as are all things with sex. And I, I make those decisions case by case, I suppose. Yeah. As do all workers. I've had people ask before,
0: where, like, say there's one worker that offers anal and the other that doesn't, and they've been like, so how does that work? And I'm like, well, you you can do anal with one of them and you can't with the other. Like, what? I don't know what yeah. that question
1: is. <laughs> but people do seem to get a bit confused by it all. They do. It's like they've overthought the sort of scenarios. Yeah. And, and like I said, they've got this yeah. idea like I just mentioned, of like one lick on the penis and then somebody like, (laughs) uh, things sort of flow. They just, yeah, you do this with one person and it doesn't seem to be as stilted as they seem to imagine it.
0: Mm. I definitely think one thing people don't realise about all kinds of group sex is that generally it involves a lot of laughter, generally It's a very light, fun environment. And I I am going to blame porn for that uh, misconception. Oh, look, I've segued into a misconception that we hadn't even Mm. planned. Let's do it. Like in porn, like group sex is always so freaking serious. Mm. And it's always about like power dynamics. It's always like multiple guys on one girl or multiple women take advantage of this man or whatever. Uh, And there's also less gendered versions of that. And Like my experience is it's just three or four or more people having a fucking good time. Like, and you have to be okay to laugh. I think you should be with all sex, but once there's more than two people involved, shit goes wrong, man. Like you've got to be prepared to to have a laugh and, you know, someone's going to end up rolling off the bed. Someone's going to end up kneeing someone else in the face. Like it's just... You know, there's bodies everywhere it's a circus. and it's a good time. It's a circus. And that's, that's all part of the joy. So yeah, the mood is definitely not this broody hardcore sex time. It's actually just like really lovely. And I don't know. I think, I think group sex is wholesome as fuck. Like I, I just, I, one of the reasons I love it is because I just feel so like it's so lovely, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> And a lot of people are really nervous about it. A lot of guys are really nervous about it. Well, a lot of everyone. But I guess I come into contact with a lot of men with my work and so often they're like, oh, I just don't know if I could handle it. Oh, I don't think I could, I could handle you too. And, look, they might just be saying that because they, they don't want one and they're trying to find it and, and that's fine <laughs> if that's just an excuse. But I'm like, what do you mean you can't handle us? Like you don't have to – what? There's no handling that has to happen. We're just oh, three people this- hanging out
1: a huge amount of performance anxiety. They expect that they've got yes. to have a rock hard yeah. cock and that we're all going to uh, be fighting for opportunities to use it <laughs> as many times yeah. as we can in two hours. And how dare they go soft or how dare they not, you know, they come too early. Oh, you know, they've, they've disappointed us. Yeah. Filthy nymphomaniac women. I don't know. They're just, That's, uh, is
0: that, yeah. yeah. There's that like saying of, oh, well, I, I already disappoint one woman at once. Why would I sign up <laughs> to disappoint two women? And I'm like, bitch, we're looking after each other. Like, why are yeah. you worried about you? Just like we're we're covered. It should like that's yeah. what I feel with with the more people, the better it is for sharing the load. There should be less yeah. pressure on you, because and the, and we've said this on the show before. In my experience, the most common thing to happen, the most common thing to quote unquote go wrong, uh, in a threesome is that if there's someone with a penis there, that it can be difficult to to get them to maintain an erection. But, yeah. of course, that's not something going wrong. We're still having a no. good time. And oh, the yeah. people without again, penises I, are still having a good time without it, so we're fine. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I had the same conversation a few days ago with a client again about uh, – and he was like, I'm fine, you know. But I was like it's it's yeah. that whole thing of, of so many people think that – Everyone else's penises are functioning and are rock hard mm-hmm. and always get hard mm-hmm. and stay hard and then they come and it's all uh, – penises are so fickle at the best of times yep. and that's not a big deal and particularly not, not. in so a we make it work. Well, that's true. Yeah. So I think this again, we blame porn in the in the least um disparaging to porn way. Porn is a great yeah. thing and we support porn in the porn most art. sex work positive way, yeah. A hundred percent. But uh but setting up an idea that genitals are uh, are so vital and that they all must function in a certain way is mm. is totally unrealistic and uh, and that their performance in one way or another is vital to enjoyment of, of sexual activity is yeah, it's yeah. totally off base. Yeah, totally.
0: The uh, shit people say this week, I feel like it doesn't fully fit the category because I've got two uh, two conversations I've had with clients recently, and both of these clients I have to I have to reiterate were like some of the lovely two of the loveliest clients I've ever had. Um, so it's the, the things they were saying. It wasn't really shit that they were saying, but it's just stuff they said, and it made me think about different perceptions and stuff. So first of all, I had this client who said to me, and both of these were first time clients for me, like, sorry, I don't, I, yeah, they had both seen other workers before, but they had not seen me before. And this client said to me, as I was like filling out your booking form, I went, Oh shit, this is hard work. (laughs) And he kind of immediately corrected himself. And he said, it's not, it's not hard work, but it takes more effort than sending a text that says, hi, babe. And I was like, yes, it does. Yes, it does. And he said, yeah, and I realized that halfway through it. And it's not hard work. All they've got to do is like put in their details and then they've got to fill a thing that says, um, will you be uploading your vaccination certificate or will you show me in person? And, of course, if they say they'll upload, then they have to upload it. If not, they don't have to do anything. And then they have to tick a box that says, I agree to the terms and conditions. And my terms and conditions are like a one-pager. And so it's, it doesn't like, it doesn't take that long or anything. Right. But yeah, he said, as he was filling it out, he was like, Oh, this is hard work. And then he was like, Oh my God, it's intentional. And I was like, yeah, it absolutely is <laughs> like, um, and it just made me think about like when I first moved to the to the online booking system, I had a couple of clients who said the one client in particular who said, Mm, it just seems a bit like impersonal. And I was like, Correct. Yes, and I had somebody else who was like, "Oh, it's just, you know, it's more difficult than just shooting you a text message." And I was like, "Yes, it is. That's the <laughs> idea." And you know, obviously I'm coming from a place of massive privilege talking about any of this because I am in a position to say any client that doesn't want to do, put that much effort in, I'm not interested in seeing them. If filling out five forms and ticking a checkbox to say you've you've looked at my terms and conditions is too much work for you, then Mm, I'm not going to put the the effort into my pussy working for you. Like, it's just, it's not for me. Uh, And yeah, I'm really lucky. And and I certainly could not have done that at at the beginning of of my time in this industry. And then the, the other client was just the other day and it was really sweet. I actually think he was sort of trying to give me like advice, which anyone who's listened to this show knows that the quickest way to fucking trigger me is to give me unsolicited Mm. advice. But this guy was really sweet and I actually didn't take it in a bad way at all. So I don't know what magic he had, but good on him. So he, he brought up to me that he was really nervous about seeing me. Oh, okay. Wait, I should tell the story from the beginning. So first of all, this client made a booking through my system. And instead of writing his full name, like it asks for, he just wrote a letter. So it was just the first letter of his name. I almost instantly cancelled the booking, and you've got an option to put in like a little reason for cancellation. And I can't remember my exact wording, but I said something like, I'm not putting your dick near me if you won't even tell me your fucking name. So it was a pretty cunty response. I was obviously feeling cunty that day. No, I go I think through it's phases. Valid. I agree, it's valid, but it was yeah. it was shirty sometimes. Well, like, and, I and think the that thing is, if
1: you're not even going to give me your name, if you're just going to give me a letter, yeah. I'm going to give you the the base level of courtesy. Like exactly, if that, exactly.
0: Yeah, that's it. And it says on the on the website before you get to the form, it says one of the reasons your booking may be cancelled is if you've given me incorrect information. Like so, I didn't even need to give an excuse, um, but I just I felt like being a bit shirty, so I did anyway. Within ten minutes, he'd made another booking with a full name in there, and in the sort of description had said apologies for the bad start. I was like, "Cool, no wuckers, process the booking, all good." So anyway, oh, and then we had a booking that I had to cancel with not too much notice because I was ill, and then finally, just recently, we had the booking. So it had been a really rocky start between us, and I was a little bit anxious when he was turning up. I was like, "Oh God, this hasn't hasn't been the best start." Anyway, he was bloody lovely. <laughs> And he said to me, oh, you know, I was, I was feeling really nervous about this booking and I, a few days ago I sort of was wondering if I should cancel but I didn't want to, like, piss you off. And I was like, well, babe, if you, if you need to cancel, like if you're not feeling it, you should cancel. That's so fine. And as as Holywell knows, and we're both the same with this, we're, we're pretty busy people and when people cancel, it's actually usually a pretty good thing for us. But <laughs>
1: not not no, I'm not. I'm not busy. No. I'm just always exhausted. So, yeah, but I agree. Yeah. Just wanted to clarify in case anyone You're thinks You're busy with being tired. Yeah. It takes a yeah. lot of energy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> um, but, yeah, not across the board. Don't take that too liberally. But the occasional cancellation mm. can actually be lovely. But, anyway... Yeah. I was like, oh, you could have canceled. Like, fuck, I don't want you to be here under duress. Um, totally. And he's, and he said, oh, I, um, I just, you know, I, I read through your website. I read through all of it twice. And uh, it's just, it's really scary. <laughs> and I was like, oh, soz, babe. Um, and he goes, oh, it just seems like you're the kind of person that, like, if if I do anything wrong, you'll get really upset at me. And I sort of, look, this, this is a whole other conversation I could go into, but it kind of made me think of that saying where, uh, it's like men are afraid that women will laugh at them and women are afraid that men will murder them. And I sort of was like, oh, hon, like the fact that you wouldn't give me your information and I kind of snapped and in your fear is that if you do something wrong, I'll be annoyed like, well, yeah. my fear is that you're going to murder me. So I just, and like, again, this person was lovely and I've got nothing against them, but it just was this little moment of me thinking, well, did you consider what it's like from my perspective though? And anyway, then the conversation moved away from that. And then, and then he kind of brought it back and I've realized that he was sort of trying to give me advice because he said, oh yeah, your website, like it's, it's quite, uh, intimidating. And he goes I, like, I, it could, and I said, yeah, good. <laughs> and he goes, mm. um, it's just maybe like it might sort of scare some potential clients away. And good. I said, yeah, <laughs> great. And he kind of looked at me with this face and I was like, that's the point. Any, like I, I want potential clients to know that I have the power in this situation. I'm in charge. It's my space that you're entering. And then hopefully I think that I'm a nice person. And the second they walk in the door, we're having a lovely sweet time and I'm caring and empathetic and and all those things, you know? Um, but, but I'm setting that boundary from the start that this is a business. I don't want you to fuck around with my business. This is how it is. These are the rules. The rules are in place, you know, with really good reason for my protection. Um, and if you obey those rules, then we're going to have a really lovely time together but if you're not interested in obeying those rules, then we're not like we're not compatible, uh, and that's absolutely fine. You don't have if you read my website and you go, I'm, I'm not into all these rules. Cool, great, awesome. Go see somebody whose rules suit you. You know, um, but yeah. So that's that's my shit. People say just these these two people who had these experiences of realizing. I don't know. It's that thing of like we often get people giving us you know unsolicited business advice. And it's what I always think about that the sex industry is just a bit different to other businesses. We're not trying necessarily to appeal to everyone. You know, we it's not it's not a case of like we're not trying to be McDonald's. We're not trying to prove just provide the most mouth watering pictures and put sales up and, and get as many people through the doors as possible. Some might be, but you know, we're actually a lot of us are are in a position to be able to very intentionally market ourselves to the exact kind of clientele that we want. And that's what I said to the second guy. I said, but do you know what? Ever since doing that website, I have had the most respectful clients who have read everything and they are so respectful there's, there's no better word than that and that doesn't mean that they're fucking quote unquote simps or or whatever and that doesn't like some of them have then been clients that have been really dominant and we've had really hardcore sexy times like it's not like they just come in and go oh you're a princess i much, w- must worship you which thank god because i'd fucking hate that but yeah they just understand the transaction for what it is and then we have a great time together i'm a princess worship me correct just
1: you know in case someone was listening and that was what they were yeah. after, but yeah, respect is is so important in this job. And as you said, it often is a really big indicator of um, of intent, and uh, and when our job can put us at risk of violence, uh, that's a it's a huge green flag when somebody just does what what really might seem to most people. Like the minimum bare minimum effort, um, but often more often than not, if you don't put these standards in place, then you do find that the people who contact you um, just have this underlying attitude of, of disrespect, and that can be a really awful uh, feeling when you know that you're going to invite that person potentially into your home, where you're alone, for physical intimacy. That's, uh, that's not a good good place to start. So the bar really is not that high. I just wanted to mention, of course, not
0: not everyone feels they're in a position to of
1: put course. standards in place, but I,
0: I would suggest that everyone is in a position to put some something in place. Oh, I
1: think, um, yeah, I don't think yeah. that they need to be as stringent as um, mm. terms and conditions on a profile God. or forms on a website. You know, it doesn't need yeah. to be that. No, of course but, not. But I'm extra. even. Yeah, even just the way that people approach you in a text message, uh, I think you get your, your feelings from that. And, uh, yeah, I think that, that there's certain points where you decide that someone is not for you. We'd like to thank the sexiest patrons in the world, our patrons. Our new generous somebody is Curtis. And we'd like to thank our even more generous somebodies, Ashley, Timmy, Andrew, Adam Smith, James E, Lachlan, Sub-London, Miss Billy, Nora Knightley, Leslie, Scott Watson, Andrew, Our Secret Admirer, Wheezy, Ellen, Liam, Fritzy Tits, Mr E, Scott C, Simon, Skippy, FN,
0: Our Footstool, Greenie, Ophelia Parker, Aaron and Cobber. And of course, our extremely generous somebodies are Aaron, Andrew, Pete, Sienna Saint, Brino, Adam Moore, Nick, Wombat, and B&J. Hey, thank you so much for listening. And my advice to you is go out and have some group sex. You'll love it, but not if you're not ready.
1: <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I personally am hmm. a great fan of group sex. Maybe we should do it sometime. Oh, my Together. God, do you want to? <laughs> what, you and I? Should you we? And I? I guess. Wow. That's weird. Who should be the third person? Uh, probably someone who's listening. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's my type of person. The person who sits and listens <laughs> to the un, unhinged shit at the end of the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is your type you, of person. You sexy motherfucker. You are that person. <laughs> yeah, I'm a completionist, yeah. I'm also into weird shit. Back... When I was a kid, there was a McDonald's ad once and in the background there was like these numbers on the back of a train and I went and I called the numbers on the phone and it ended up being like a secret competition and like, that's the sort of shit I'm into. So maybe if you played this backwards, you'll find out the secret, mm. uh, the secret code. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Done. Okay,
0: that's a good sign up. Thanks. Off. Thanks, guys. That's brilliant. Our best yet. See ya. Bye please look out for us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Patreon. Our name everywhere is Somebody You Pod, as in podcast. Our Patreon starts at just $3 a month, and you can get all of our episodes ad-free and a day early, plus bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes action, bloopers, and more. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the voices of sex workers. And remember, somebody you love might just be
1: a sex worker.